History Hour with James O'Brien. Three minutes after 12, you are listening to LBC 97.3. It is, well, it's, it's always a contender for my favourite hour of the week. Nothing is guaranteed because, of course, at 10 o'clock every morning, I've got no idea what's going to come out of my mouth, let alone yours. But this is at least a regular fixture and it offers you an opportunity every single week to get answers to the questions that have had you puzzled for the longest time. If you're new to this, the best parallel is with the newspaper columns. The uh, regular features, the Q&As, the notes and queries, where you write into a newspaper and say, why do we do this? Or what is the origin of that? Where does that come from? If this happened, what would happen? The who's, the why's, the where's, the when's, the withers, the wherefores. All of the uh, interrogatory pronouns you can dream of. And someone else listening will know the answer to the question that you ask. 0845 is the number to call, whether you have a question or an answer. The only rules are really these. We can't do repetition. There is a wonderful archive on the website, by the way. I always forget to direct you towards that. In many ways, if you're ringing in cold for the first time, it might be worth checking on the website if the question has already been dealt with. But otherwise, it's a really good diversion. If, uh, if you're looking for something to do at work, while you can convince or con your colleagues into believing that you're actually doing something constructive and professional, the lbc.co.uk website contains the Mystery Hour archive, which is almost as enjoyable as the, as the live version. So do have a look at that. If it's been done already, in other words, uh, we will probably notice and not do it again, although there's never any guarantee given the state of our collective short-term memories, and subsequently dullness, similarly dullness. If, if it's a question that we decide like that sign you see above pubs, the management decision is final. If we decide the question is dull, you probably won't get on. But apart from that, apart from that, anything goes. It can be as silly or as serious as you like. It can be as daft or as scientific. 0845 is the number to call. Um, and if you manage to answer somebody else's question correctly, you will probably receive the most sought-after accolade in all of international radio, the most cherished prize available on the airwaves across the planet. Uh, a mystery hour round of applause. I reserve the right to quiz you about your qualifications and um, establish whether or not, because we've got no way of knowing for sure whether you're right or wrong, but you can convince us that you are by citing your qualifications. I don't mean O-levels necessarily. It could just be that you watched Mythbusters. That often seems to pop up. Will's in Barnet. Will, what's your question? Hi, uh, afternoon. Uh, bear with us on this. This question my daughter asked me the weekend, and it sounds daft at first, but it's not that daft. It's how do guide dogs know where to take their owners? Because if you're going to the grocers, for example, down a high street, how does the dog know where it's going? I think and we've done this. I, I have we done, done this? Yes, I, I think it. I love that. You just said, have we done this, didn't you? I might have done, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I like, it creates a nice sort of community feeling about that. About the programme. I think we have. I think it's it set journeys. I don't think you could drop a... a I mean, I'll put the question on the board, Will, because if I can't remember the answer, obviously I can't deal with it. Well, but, well, but, well, I, well I've been listening for three years and I've never heard the question. Yeah, well, so, I've been here for eight, pal. Yeah, well, yeah, well you win in top trumps, don't you? But I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, three years for me. <laughs> oh, well, all right, then. So you, have, you haven't heard it in three years of listening. All right, that qualifies. I think... The answer involves learning journeys. I don't think you could drop a blind person off in the middle of a well, town. I wouldn't, have, I, I wouldn't have thought so because if if you were if like what's the, what's the politician there, Blunkett? David Blunkett. If, yeah, if, if if he was born blind, you know, how would he know where he was going? So he wouldn't, would he? So he couldn't train the doctor to say, "I'm going down here." 
No. So you're right, you, you couldn't just drop off at so a point. So we'll find out. I mean, we'll find out. I, I always do this. I'm going to say we'll find out really easily, and yours will end up being the only question that we haven't actually answered by by one o'clock today. But um, I, I, I like that, Will, and I like the fact you've been listening religiously for three years, and uh, if it does turn out to be something that we haven't dealt with before, I shall eat a large slice of humble pie before going off air. Seven minutes after 12. How do guide dogs know where to go? Andrew is in Sunningdale. Andrew, staying with pets. Hi, James. Hello, Andrew. Question or answer? Uh, it's a question. Um, it's, uh, I'm sitting in my car and it's currently raining. In fact, it's raining cats and dogs. Oh, um, there we go. Where does the uh, term cats and dogs come from? Uh, the, yes. I don't know why I'm trying to answer it. Every week I make a little promise at 5 to 12 that I will not do as mm. much desperate tempting to answer questions as I did last week or the week before that. So I'll just... Uh, do you know what it is? It's good manners, Andrew. Really? People think it's me being a know-all and a show-off, mm-hmm. but it's actually good manners, because you've rung in, you've asked a question, it's very easy to understand, there's no supplementary questions I need to ask to clarify precisely what it is you're trying to find out, but I feel it would be rude to sort of say goodbye and move on without sort of continuing the conversation. I guess what happens when it sounds like I'm trying to answer all the questions myself, what I'm really doing is making small talk. Well, I think you should uh, let someone else get the round of applause, so... Uh... <laughs> All right, then. On, 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 on your jog. Nicholas is in Finchley Road. Nicholas, question or answer? Good afternoon, James. Yeah. Yeah, just a question. Um, it's regarding energy. You know, you could store various forms of energy. You know, you've got chemical energy, you have kinetic energy, electrical energy. Yeah. I've always wondered, why is it that light can't be stored? You know, the light that comes out from the sky or from the sun or whatever, why is it that can't be sort of captured and stored and then released at a later date? Like you can with ele- ele- um, electrical energy or chemical energy or, or kinetic well, you, in the form of a spring. But you can. Well, oh, oh, I, 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 I don't. You can store energy that creates light. You no, can, but no, kinetic I'm, I'm energy. Can, why can't you store light? Yeah, why can't that be stored as a form of energy? That that is a form of energy. Why is it that can't actually be stored itself? Because you you can store um, electric, uh, electrical energy, like um, with my phone, for instance. I could plug it into my uh, mains at home, and that's and the electricity goes straight from the mains into my phone. It's stored directly that but way. What does a solar why panel it, do then? Do you think? No, that's slightly different. I think with a solar panel, it, it converts light energy into electrical, and yeah. then, it, then, then you uh, and then you can convert that energy back to the light. Yeah. I'm talking about. No, but I'm talking about actual light as itself as it comes. But you can't well, store you can't store kinetic energy, can you? You can't store movement energy. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. How? Spring. That's what spring is. That's what spring is. No, that becomes that converts kinetic into potential energy, and then it converts back again when you release the spring from potential to kinetic. Oh well, okay, well you can store kinetic energy in the form of a, of a flywheel. That's what it is—a flywheel. You can store it that way. So you want you want to know why you can't go out and buy a big bucket of light? No. <laughs> That's what you're asking me, man. <laughs> no, it's a serious question because I think this could solve the world's energy problem. If you could crack that one, if you could actually catch light and store yeah, it. Yeah, in a bucket. Become, in a bucket. This is this is GCSE box. physics, isn't it? This is all the different types of energy, and some of them yeah. need to be transferred or transformed in order to be stored. So, yeah, okay. like a dynamo transforms kinetic into light energy. Intellectual, which you can then turn to heat or light. But I just why is it this form of energy cannot be directly stored? Oh, why is I, it listen, I tell you what, do you know what? I don't know if you were listening two weeks ago. Someone asked why the map is the way up that it is, and I thought it was the stupidest <laughs> question I've ever heard. <laughs> 
It was actually one of the most brilliant questions we've ever had on Mystery Hour. It turns out the map okay. is, is completely arbitrary. It's, a, it's, a, it's cultural and military history of Europe. That's the only reason why the North Pole's at the top, the South Pole's at the bottom, and Great Britain's in okay. the middle. So I am not going to tell you that this is a stupid question. <laughs> okay. Just in it's case. Not, it's, not, it's not light in a bucket at first. <laughs> it is light in a bucket. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Nicholas officially right, wants to know why he can't buy a bucket of light at B&Q. <laughs> I'll find out for you, Nicholas, if it kills me. It's 11 minutes after 12. Why can't you store light energy? Or can you store it? You can't store it as light energy. I get the question, actually, and maybe the fact that you can't mm, formulate an answer very easily means it's not as silly a question as perhaps it may have seemed to some people. Not me, though. Asif's in Barnes. Asif, question or answer? James, question for you. Mm. I came home last night, and I almost walked into a spider's web, which wasn't there in the morning. So it's sort of a double-barreled question. Okay. One... Um, how do they build them so quickly? Two, and how do they, you know, span across effectively doorways? And then, of course, I tried to wash it off, and you can, if you fire a hose pipe at a spider's web, it won't break, but you can break it with your finger. Why? Why are they so strong, and yet they're so... You can, only, you can only have <laughs> philosophical on me now. Jake. Come on, it's a third eight question. <laughs> why is but it so sort of strong? <laughs> to be or why not they, to why be? They, why are they so strong and how do they span so, such great distances? No, you can't. You, you can will, have this. It measurably improve my day if you can answer that question. You, no, you can have why Why doesn't a hose pipe break? I mean, either you're asking me how do spiders make webs. Well, we know how they make webs, but how do they expand the distances? And, of course, once they, once they go to all this trouble, they can just be broken with just a flick of a finger if you just you can brush it it'll break but if you fire a, a jet at it it doesn't the water just well that's your I'll, let, I'll let you have that then how come if you shoot a jet of water at a, a spider's web it doesn't break i shall be humbly grateful if thank you can you. answer that for me I'll get thanks you, james i'll do that one for you but i can only thank do you. one thank you asif take care chris is in hemel hempstead chris question or answer as an answer james good man I can tell you all about guide dogs oh good because i had a guide dog earlier this year but he had to be retired due to ill my ill health. Oh. But anyway, um, right, you have to tell a guide dog where to go. Yes. Not what happened to a friend of mine who was at Euston Station, lost his orientation, asked directions for some, this lady bent down, whispered in the <laughs> dog's ear, you go up there, you turn left, you turn right, you go over the crossing. <laughs> True story. Oh, that's a delightful tale, isn't it? Now, basically, a guide dog works in straight lines. You, you When you first have your dog, you learn the regular routes yes. and obviously after a while the dog gets to know like if it's going to the park no trouble it will go straight there um but basically walk in straight lines so they'll sit at a curb and then they get the choice of either going straight on and, and you, you have tell, to tell them that you have to tell the dog when it's safe to go so you've got the journeys committed to memory yeah or uh, you've or you've got directions in your own yeah, mind but not everybody who has a guide dog is totally blind sure um, but if you are totally blind, obviously the dog works in a straight line, avoiding o- obstacles. If you lost your voice, you wouldn't be able to go anywhere? Um, well, <laughs> I think if the, the dog's... Uh, a dog's a dog, and it'll sense, you know, a dog will know, you're right, it's afternoon, it's time to go for a free run in the park. Yeah. Um, now, there are people, a friend of mine, I mean, he is um, has a hearing impairment, so if you see a guy dog with a a red and white checked jacket on. Yes. Collar. That means the person has a hearing impairment apart from also being having a visual impairment. Okay. I now that's that. obviously a bit more of a problem because they can't use their ears necessarily when crossing roads to hear if there's traffic coming. Sure. 
So the dog uh, is trained to an even higher yeah, level. Yeah, the worst thing is, and there's a campaign which people can join with these electric cars, because quite a few guide dogs have seen nasty accidents where the blind person will oh, say, God, of course. Uh, tell the dog to go, they don't hear the electric car coming, so they the RNIB has got a campaign to try and get uh, a sound on all electric cars. That's not a bad idea, actually. Now you've brought it to my attention, I shall, uh, I shall look at it seriously when it when it sort of lands on the old news agenda, Chris. It's uh, it, it never occurred to me that because I nearly got hit by a Prius the other day, just round the corner. Of, well, not nearly got hit, but I got taken by surprise by an electric car coming round the corner near my house. Yeah, the dogs get it first, unfortunately. Yeah, so, so, They're the first to go. So if if I had to put your answer your multifaceted answer to this question into a single sentence what would that single sentence say so, well the 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 dog is in control of the person with a visual impairment but they will only it's a working dog so it will go on command yes okay so you have to tell the dog the commands forward left right stop sit. and then some of it will become familiar by repetition yeah. and sometimes it will be a completely new journey which the There's owner a friend of mine here quite often want to go to the doctors but the dog will take him to the pub instead <laughs> i don't know which story i prefer the lady bending down to whisper directions into the guide a round of applause for chris i don't think we need to check your qualifications given that you had a guide dog yourself until recently thank you chris that was perfect it's twelve sixteen. Amy Solomon is in the LBC 97.3 Travel Centre. Thanks, James. Well, the M25, that's very slow anti-clockwise around Junction 1B into the Dartford Tunnel uh, toll... Three. 20 minutes after 12. This is LBC 97.3. Why can't you store light? Not in a bucket. That was just me being silly. If you shoot a jet of water at a spider's web, why doesn't it break? Probably both those questions involve fairly rudimentary physics, but it's... (laughs) <laughs> not so rudimentary that I have it. And the origin of the phrase, raining cats and dogs. Is that all we've got so far? Because we've answered the guide dog question, haven't we? It's a nice little collection. It does, of course, mean there's room for more. If you hear me say the number, it means I've got a phone line free. If I'm not saying the number, it means I haven't. Salim's in Stoke Newington. Question or answer, Salim? Answer, James. Go on, then. The one about cats and dogs? Yeah. The expression actually comes from the early England. Have you looked it up, Salim? No, no, no. In the early days of England, when... Uh, the drainage system that we had obviously wasn't as good as it is now. We didn't actually have one at the time. So when it's a rain heavy, all the cats and dogs used to float around. And, of course, they used to sleep on top of houses as well, so they used to fall down when the heavy rain used to come on. So the people with umbrellas would just turn around and say, well, the umbrellas there, but it's raining cats and dogs because that's how heavy the rain is. So they're falling out the top roof of the houses. I love this answer, Salim. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not entirely persuaded by it. So the origin of the phrase "it's raining cats and dogs" comes from the olden days, when cats and cats and dogs used to be washed off the roofs of houses by heavy rain. Sleep. Obviously, they need to keep warm because you get harsh winters. I was told this by a, a quite a learned person. Were you? Yeah, some time ago. You didn't buy anything off him, did you? I beg your pardon. You didn't buy anything off him, did you? No, I actually sold him something. I sold him a set of driving lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Salim, and, um, why don't cats and dogs start falling off roofs now in in the modern day? Well, I mean, maybe we've got we've got stronger roofs now. We've got. Um, what are you talking about, Salim? I have to speak to an architect about that. But anyway, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I, we have to understand that now we have solid roofs, don't we, James? Yes. Back in the days, we didn't have solid roofs. So cats would be sleeping in thatched roofs, would they? Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, right, yes, okay. 
So if we were to go to, I I don't know, maybe the Cotswolds or somewhere else where there's still a lot of thatching around, we probably would see small animals being washed out of roofs when the rain was heavy enough. Well, more or less, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. And that's where the the term comes from, cats and dogs. I I, I didn't know that until uh, quite uh, recently. Do you want the good news or the bad news? I thought I'd ring in. Do you want the good news or the bad news? It's got to be good news, James. I mean, I'll tell you why. Because um, I stumbled across your LBC about three years ago. Yeah. And I've been hooked on ever since. Good man. So if you can't give me an applause... I'm not giving you any applause. No, the good news is... The good news is someone else has rung in with a very similar answer. Well, I mean, again, you have to understand that it's probably the same answer anyway because that's what training cats and dogs comes down to, doesn't it? The bad news is I've never heard so much nonsense in my life. Really? Yeah. So what would you say it was? Then? Well, I don't know what it is, but I don't have to have a better answer than your ridiculous one in order to prove that you're ridiculous. Oh, I'm doing it again. It's I called it ridiculous. It'll turn out to be true. With the answer, because you can't, and it doesn't work with you within your well, mind. Well, you, you, you got it off a bloke you gave driving lessons to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh... I'm, I'm, I, it's not making physical sense to me, Celine. It's not, it's not making physical sense to me. But I don't, I don't see how a cat and a dog... Change. Would be washed off a roof by Change. rain. My pupils used to drive really well when I had LBC in the background. How's that's, that? That's nice to know. Should we give him a round of applause for that? Come on. Yeah, all right. Really? Yeah. But not for your answer. Not yet, anyway. That can't be yeah, the... Okay. No, Salim, no, no. Robbie's in Felton. Question or answer, Robbie? It's a question. Go on, then. Um, well, a friend of mine, Magic Dave, is a magician. He, he said to me that apparently in the army, when you're underwater and they come across a shark, yeah. You scream at the shark. Yeah. And I went, oh, I've never heard of that. Right. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. When the bubbles hit the surface of the water, would you hear the scream if you were above the water? So you'd, you'd like have a bubble of scream rising yeah. to the top of the... Right. Capsulated scream. Yeah. What, 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 are your, what, are your, what are your instincts telling you there, Robbie? Well, I don't know. Come on, mate. <laughs> have you ever been at the swimming pool and it appears to be empty, but mysteriously you keep hearing little things go... Bah! What, is there loads of people underwater? Yeah, there might be. What, screaming? Could you not have just tested this in the bath yourself? Well, no, because I'm not above the water to hear it. You must have somebody else in the house when you have a bath. (laughs) Well, I don't normally invite them into the room. No, but you you could. (laughs) Just that once. Or you could go into the room when someone else is in the bath. You say, stick your head under the water, shout my name, I'll see if I can hear you. (laughs) <laughs> I, I listen. I'm no, going to go with. I'm going to go. I, I, you got on. The question has been asked. If you're underwater and you scream, will your bubbles carry bits of your scream to the surface? Yes. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to take the round <laughs> of applause, Robbie. Okay. Thank you very much. Give my best to Magic Day. <laughs> Erica's in Hammersmith. Erica, question or answer? It's a question, James. Come, come on, Erica. Um, it's about pineapple yogurt. Of course, it is. Um, when I was a child, it used to be my favourite, and you could get them in individual pots. These days, and I've not I've done extensive research, but in my local supermarkets, you can't find a pineapple yoghurt except in a multi-pack. Right. So you've checked why, one supermarket. So why are there no more pineapple yoghurts? I don't know if I've given... I think I must have set the bar quite low this morning without <laughs> intending to. So you've checked one supermarket, and it doesn't have individual pineapple yoghurts no, in No, I've checked. Lots, so rather than I... crossing the road and going to a different supermarket, you thought you'd come home and phone me? Mm, no. Not and exactly. I checked online. Oh, did you? Yes. Well, oh, I, like I imagine it's like any other question, like why can't you buy Texans anymore? Do you remember Texans? 
No. A man's got to chew when a man's got to chew. It's a really delicious chocolate bar, which everyone claims they really miss, but if they missed it that much, they'd have bought enough of them when they were available to have ensured that it was never discontinued. The reason why you can't buy individual pineapple yogurts is because not enough people like them enough. But, okay. What? But I would have thought that, you know, it's nicer than cherries. <laughs> I'll, share this, I'll, I'll share this with you, Erica. <laughs> but only out of charity. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's in Wimbledon. Nick, question or answer? Uh, answer, James. Go on. Is it the pineapple yoghurt question? <laughs> no, I don't know that one. Go on, then. Uh, long-time listener. I'm a good fan of yours. Oh, um, you, I'm uh, an artist. Okay. Uh, painting away in Wimbledon. Lovely. Um, light. Light. Can't, you can't store light. No. Uh, light is, um, the only, uh, energy you can actually see, and you see it in the form of colour, and, uh, the only way I think you can store colour is in a paint pot. I'm not sure. Is that an answer? I'm not sure it is. I, I mean, I've enjoyed the sort of erudite <laughs> nature of your thoughtfulness. Well, you can't store light. No, I know. Yeah. I think I the question was, was why. The, that, what was the question? Why can't you store light? Why can't you store light? Yeah. Because uh, you can't... Well, you see it in your eye. I mean, if you were... Um, <laughs> Generally, you're supposed to, you're supposed <laughs> you to have an answer light. ready before you get on air. You don't no, come on out and say, what was, what was the question again? How do you store lightning? Um, uh, <laughs> storage of light. Uh, no. You're very you close. Can, how, much, how long do you think you need? Um, no, I need to think about it again. It's very confusing. <laughs> I know it's to do with the rods and cones in your eyes and things like that. That's seeing but, light. You can yep. store, you can see other forms of energy. You can see, uh, no. you can see kinetic energy, can't you? See someone no. moving, you can see them using kinetic energy. You can't see the energy itself, I suppose. No. Do you want ten minutes? You want... Um, no, no, no I, I'm not going to get it. Uh, right. It's just too confusing. It is, isn't it? It's a good. <laughs> it, that, they're the ones that make me wonder whether it's a good question or a bad question. What are you working on at the moment, Nick? Aren't wise? Uh, I work every day, listening to you every morning. I'm working on landscapes on Did... silver paper. Oh, lovely. Do your do you, yeah. does your art change according to who's on LBC? Do you listen to any of my <laughs> colleagues? <laughs> Uh, it does very much. Yeah, yeah so yeah. usually if you're listening yeah. to The Breakfast Show, you sort of find yourself doing a sort of uh, damnation and souls burning yeah, in the fires of hell, and then when yeah. I come on, the sun comes out. No, I can't work when I'm early morning anyway, but um, we have an open studio coming up on the 22nd of November, so... I might pop down. Hopefully. Send me an email, Nick. Yeah. I'll I'll Wimbledon Art Studios. Great stuff. That sounds fun. I, I actually do really enjoy seeing uh, Under the Bonnet of Creative Industries. It is art. Uh, Darren's in Forest Hill. Can you do it in 20 seconds, or shall I come to you after Sam? Yeah, no. Hello, yeah. James? What? I'll be short. Um, okay, spiderweb. When you walk past a spiderweb, if you brush it with your hand, it's going to stick to you. So as you pull away, it's going to... With a jet stream of water, if you think about it, uh, 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 an elastic... Uh, I mean, spiderweb's sort of elasticated. So it's it's like, you know, when you cushion a, a football with your foot? Yeah. The spiderweb will react the same way. Oh, go on. That's brilliant. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Might be a steward's inquiry there. This is LBC 97.3. I'm James O'Brien. Even Sam Pittis looks unimpressed. It's 
And Sam Peters is here with the headlines. A tribunal has heard how the Home Office sought a pardon for the Jordanian terrorist suspect Abu Qatada as part of efforts to deport him from the UK. His lawyers are questioning whether evidence obtained through torture would be used against him. Qatada's challenging Home Secretary Theresa May's decision to order his deportation to Jordan. North Yorkshire Police has confirmed it's received a complaint against Jimmy Savile over a sexual assault dating back to the late 1980s. The report's been passed to the Metropolitan Police, which is coordinating inquiries. A new head of Scotland Yard's Sapphire Sex Crime Unit says he's determined to root out officers who aren't up to the required standard. McDuffie's told The Guardian he'll be restructuring the unit while a former officer awaits sentencing for failing to investigate rapes. And court hours are going to be extended at weekends and later into the night. The aim of the pilot scheme is to speed up the justice system. London's travel news in Neasden. The North Circuit is queuing northbound because of an accident near Randall Avenue. London's weather. Some heavy rain around this afternoon. Easing to the west of town. 15 Celsius the maximum temperature. And 13 degrees right now at the London Eye. This is LBC 97.3. It's 12.31. LBC 97.3. And you do now. LBC 97.3 Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. 32 minutes after 12. This is LBC 97.3. And uh, Mystery Hour continues. All the classics. Pineapple yoghurt. Why can't I buy a bucket of light? And it looks like Celine might have been right about why it's raining cats and dogs, but his explanation wasn't good enough to get a round of applause. Maybe you can improve it. Uh, questions that still need an answer. Uh, that's it, really, isn't it? So we could do some more questions. Um, answers first. So Dan's in Southfields. Dan, question or answer? Hi, James. Um, uh, your intuition was right. Sorry, it's an answer. Go on, about then. sound, about the why you can't hear, why you, you, you won't hear sound uh, in a bubble. Yeah. Um, and it's because, I mean, if you think about it, if you shouted into a box and put the lid on quickly, you couldn't trap the sound in the box. The box would go through the air, through the outside, of, through the plastic, and then out into the room. Yeah. So what would happen if you're underwater is the sound would go through the, uh, through the air first, yeah. and then it would hit the water, and then it would go through the water. So if it was a loud enough noise under the water, you would hear it on the surface because it would conduct, the, the sound would travel through the water, which actually sound goes through water better than it does through air because water is more dense than air and as i was saying to your researcher that's why you can hear a train before it actually arrives on a platform because yes. the steel obviously rails are denser than air so anything that's denser than air will generally mm. um transmit sound um better than air but not in a bubble but not in a well not in a it won't trap it in a bubble no. obviously it, it goes it so you could if, if you were in the bath dan yeah. And I was brushing my teeth, and <laughs> you shouted great. at me, I could hear, with your head underwater, I could hear you. You thought what you Because it's the vibrations, hear. it's the sound waves that are reaching exactly. me. I might not be able to make out words, but I could definitely hear you. But what you'd hear is that the, the sound going, tra that sound would be, be travelling through the water. Yes. And then, and once it gets to the surface of the water, it would then continue. I'm just going to move, uh, Dan, stay there. I want to move this out of the textbook, out of the realms of academia, into real-world experience. Karina is in Camberley. Karina, what would you like to say? Hello, James. Hello, um, yeah, I was just calling to disprove your answer, what? saying that the sound wouldn't travel to the surface. In a bubble! No, not in a bubble. That's all I said, it wouldn't travel in a bubble! Well, it would still travel, though. Yeah, but not in a bubble. It wouldn't. Not in a bubble, I said. I didn't say it wouldn't travel. Oh, I said well, it wouldn't. Well, my five-year-old son regularly dips himself under the water in the bath and screams, and it's very audible, even downstairs when my husband's downstairs and I'm bathing them. Crikey. Uh, he does it for fun, presumably. Yeah. Not because yeah, he's, he's, like not because he's averse to being washed. 
No, no, he quite likes to just stay under the water. But, it, the but it's, 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 it's the sound, obviously. Like, obviously sound can travel through water, otherwise whales would never be able to communicate with each other. Well, there you or are. Or dolphins. But it, it it, the band thought it came out in a bubble. Well, it still can travel to the surface. But not in a bubble. But not in a bubble, but it still can. Dan? Well, you're both, you're, you're, you're kind of both right, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's not, it's not trapped you can't trap the sound. But Magic Dave wanted to know if it could come out in a bubble. No. Yeah, he's wrong. And yeah. you're right on that. Yeah. And Karina yeah, thought I was saying that. I did, I did, right. Let's just have... Can we have two rounds of applause shared equally between all three of us, please? <laughs> Thanks, Dave. There you are, Karina. That's your bit down there. You go, mate. Okay, and that bit there's mine. Thank you very much. 12.36, Mystery Hour continues. Only got two phone lines at a time, so as Dan and Karina shuffle along, we can bring up two more. It means, of course, that if you've been trying, failing to get through, you can have an up, another crack now. Um, Bernie, for example, there's no point texting me telling me you can't get through on the phone. He says, we can actually store light. Call me if you would like more of an answer. You see what he's done there, eh? Could break one of the golden rules of Mystery Hour and go out with our begging. No, never going to happen, Bernie. Try again. Wahid is in Docklands. Question or answer, Wahid? It's a question, James. Go on, then. Question is, uh, Premier League footballer, um, scores a number of goals in the season. Yeah. And let's just say five of those are um, own goals. I mean, you probably won't know if it was, but if there were, say, five goals that were own goals, yeah. would that get, still get totaled up as his total goal score for the end of the year? <laughs> so, so if, if, like, if two if players... Pres- if, if yeah. that, no, all right, let's just say that Sergio Aguero and Fernando Torres both scored 30 goals in a yeah, season, but yeah. Torres had scored yeah. an own goal as well, would he get the golden boot ahead of Aguero? Yeah. Yeah. And that was put to me by a five-year-old. Don't, like, start mm, no. Don't start making excuses. Don't start making excuses, Wahid. Just have a look at a couple of texts. Rob's already texted before you even came on to say, is it just me or is there a full moon tonight? I don't know what he means by that. I really don't. But you are asking me in all good faith whether or not your tally of goals for the season includes goals you might have scored against your own team. Correct, because you've still was in that in you, yeah. the boss keeper. Um, yeah. So just, it's just one of those confusing ones. Is it? Is it? Conf- I mean, now that you've said it out loud on the wireless, on a scale yeah. of one to ten, how confusing do you think it still is? Probably still seven or eight. Re- I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, does it? Does it? Or does it? Need you still, you still, you still, kind of, you'd still put money, am, money on am. either answer. I'm, I'm still still baffled. Yeah. All right. I, I, I... in barking. Question or answer? Question. Go on. What's the oldest company in the world? I don't know. What is the oldest company in the world? Well, I had an inkling it might be Bank of England, but I need somebody... The, the oldest established business. Yeah, we'll say that. Not something that's... I didn't get any of that, mate. The phone line's gone absolutely south. The old, I like that. The old, so it's not the oldest way of doing it. The oldest established company in the world. That is a lovely, lovely question. Thank you. A good job we got it out before the phone line went. Uh, Anwar is in Neesden. Anwar. Pineapple, Hi, James. Pineapple yoghurt, own goals, or, or the storage of light. What do you fancy? Uh, storage of light. Go on, Go on, then. Um... Start off for ten. Uh, it is well. Light is made up of particles called photons. Yeah. Um, and when these photons come into contact with any sort of uh, particle, down to an atom, yeah. they transmit the energy that they're carrying into that atom. 
Now, theoretically, if you contained light in a perfectly reflective box, which is essentially impossible in the practical world, it could be contained if you could manage to trap it fast enough. Obviously, the light traveling so fast, it's not impossible in the real world. As you can so imagine. it would just keep bouncing from reflective surface to reflective surface to reflective surface? In, in theory, but um, practically it's... Well, that's what you mean by theoretical physics. Well, yeah, I suppose so. That's a really good answer. What are your qualifications? I'm, just, uh, I'm an engineer, but love science. So the reason why you can't stop light is because the photons... As soon as anything comes into its way to stop it, the photon will transmit that energy that it was carrying into the next particle, whatever it may be. That's a brilliant answer, Anwar. Thank you. Oh, Good work. A lot of love coming through on, on Twitter and text. If you're enjoying it, I'm enjoying it too. So it's always nice to know that, that some... Gary, for example, is among many people to say absolutely classic mystery out today. I'm just the ringmaster. Richard is in Swiss Cottage. Richard, question or answer? Answer, James. Yeah, go on. Football. <laughs> Which, by the way, I listened to this, I listened to Mystery and I have listened to it for a long time. Yeah. I think that's got to be the stupidest question I've ever heard come up or be allowed to get through. <laughs> I, I, I call up with what I think are really fantastic questions and I get turned down all the time. So, anyway. Well, but, give me an example of the sort of question that you've, you've failed to get on there. Can are you, you putting me on the spot No, now? it's not fair, because I can never remember on a Thursday. Because I always think well, there you all go. week. I, I can't remember. No, all right. But you, I you've can been, assure you something that, something that, 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 that is... Better than... ...poses a little bit more brain power than that. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it doesn't count if you score an own goal in your goal tally. Obviously. <laughs> what are your qualifications? <laughs> I've got a brain. <laughs> That's not good enough. So did the questioner. He doesn't have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly does have a brain. You can't. I mean, you, you're not a FA registered referee. You've never. No, turned, you never. You've never played for a formally recognised football team. I can't just take your word. Never. I can't just take your word. It's common sense. It's, yeah. you, that, that, you listen. You listen to Miss Janet. Common sense is not a qualification. Okay. All right. Well. Have you done any you research? Know, have, you you know. have you checked the record? Have you ever scored an own goal? In, in, in you know, in your heart of hearts. I don't, uh, maybe. Maybe when I was at school, I scored an own goal. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like saying, uh, I don't know, it's like someone giving someone a bonus at work because they, you know, they, 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 they have increased profits. And if someone lost a, a load of money, um, you wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't get the bonus for it. Well done for losing the money. Uh, do you not watch the news? You know, that's what happens. What do you oh, think yeah, happened to Fred Goodwin, Richard, for goodness sake? Your analogy's just fallen down. <laughs> I don't, I, listen, I, I kind of want to hang on for someone really qualified. Like, you know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't mind. You what's you the, know, fa- what's you, the bald you, Italian called? Pierluigi Colina. I kind of want someone like that to ring in with the answer. But obviously, I, I, we know that you're right. Am I going to get something or not? Seeing as you're clearly so aggrieved about this, I think it's only fair that I throw you a bone. Oh. You're lovely. Cheers, James. All right. Still 7 out of 10. (laughs) Nick's in Epsom. Question or answer, Nick? Uh, It's an answer, James. Come on, then. Um, Right. Raining cats and dogs. Yeah. Uh, Raining cats and dogs is a term of phrase. It's got absolutely nothing to do with wet weather. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right, are you are you ready? I've got to try and get this right, otherwise I'm going to sound uh, a little bit spurious. But um, I'll tell you what, late... Nick, there is absolutely nothing you could say that would make you sound like the stupidest contributor to Mystery Hour today. You're, it's only ever going to be the silver medal that's up for grabs. 
Yes, I'm with you. Oh. Right. In the Middle Ages, um, a lot of uh, households in England particularly had open ceilings inside or vaulted ceilings. Yeah, so you could see right up to the, to the, to the roof. To the underside of the thatch yeah. most of the time. Now, um, what happened was is they used to cook generally in the middle of the house, and this would keep the house warm, okay? Yeah. If they used to keep a lot of pets, i.e. cats, domestic cats, feral cats, dogs and all that, because they had lots of problems with rodents, mice Vermin, and all that yeah. infestation. Yeah. Burning, yeah, thank you. The cats and dogs, being quite clever, often used to sleep upstairs in what we would term now as the ceiling rafters, uh, the ceiling joists or the roof rafters. Because it was now, warm, heat rises. Be- because it was the warmest place yeah. in the house to sleep and they're not as stupid as lot. Yeah. Or any of the coolest today, funny enough. But, um, so what would happen is, is when they were cooking in the middle, if there was anything wrong with the extraction of smoke, i.e. if it wasn't working quite as well as it normally does and they were cooking something particularly smelly or smoky, the smoke used to sit in the upper sides of the rafters of the house where the cats and dogs were sleeping. Yeah. Putting them off of their sleep and they would literally walk along and jump from the rafters. And that where the, that's where the saying, raining cats and dogs, comes from. And before you ask me what my qualifications are, if the listener before was such an avid listener, he would know that this question's been on before. Are you serious? Ages ago. Yeah, it's been on ages ago and that's where I learned it from. Can't argue with that. Your show. I, uh, I cannot remember that for the life of me. Yeah, raining cats and dogs. Yeah, it, it was. It was ages ago. I must admit, but as soon as it came up, I thought, just, oh, just I've got to re- get on. Re- remind me why the animals jump down again? Because they're suffering from smoke. So but, they're yeah. in their eyes and they can't breathe properly, so they jump down. Uh, it may have and something to do with rain because the rain might be blocking the the chimney. Yeah, you could. It's, it's possible. Just literally raining cats and dogs. Nick, and just while I'm at it, yeah, could on. I? Yeah. Could just say seven and a half, Nick. Four and a half, Steve. Because I've just got myself, hopefully, another round of applause, which puts me three ahead of my little brother. Oh, I don't know whether you went a bit early on that one, then. <laughs> oh, see, no, I think it Because well, I, I can't remember this. Le- All right, I'll check with Jones, the engineer. He's the only other staple member of staff that, that has been doing this for as long as I have. Jones, uh, does All that right. ring any bells with you, mate? Not a single one, is it? Not a tingle. Tinkle. Well, you did just give a round of applause away a bit lightly to that fella before. Which one? And I do know the answer to that one, but I'm not going to say... Go on, then. Oh, Seven and a half, four and a half. What was the half for? What it was, my brother rang up with the question, yeah. uh, and before he gave the answer, it was a military one, because I'm the ex-military guy who rings yeah. you up about tank sites and <laughs> so forth. Yeah. And uh, he asked me a question about the military, and I gave him the answer before I really got interested in ringing up and gave So you made him before. give you half of the answer he provided on air? Yes. Are you, when are, we started are you the, counting, are, are you the older brother? Yes, I am. Yeah, funny, that. Right? <laughs> 12.46. Total human right. London's biggest conversation with Julia Hartley Brewer. This afternoon from 1, LBC 97.3. It's 12.49. This is LBC 97.3. What is the oldest company in the world? I haven't mentioned the only real rule we have on Mystery Hour, but it's going to be relevant to that because you're not allowed to look things up. This is a celebration of illumination elucidation intelligent well not intelligence so much as education and knowledge they're slightly different things but that that it's a brilliant question it's it's a sort of it could easily pop up in a pub quiz couldn't it what is the oldest company in the world existing company in the world i don't know uh, means we need some more questions claire's in holloway claire question or answer um question go on then okay I really like bottled beer, and I like to drink it really, really cold. Okay. So, 
why is it if I put it in the freezer and put it in to get it cold but leave it in too long, um, I take it out, it's still liquid, I, I can put it on the side and I can move it up and down, I can see the liquid moving around, mm. but once I take the cap off the bottle, it freezes. Yeah. I don't know why. Nor do I. <laughs> uh, well, it's obviously something to do with air, air getting into the liquid, isn't it? But why but would the fluid... I always find it a bit sad, though, because then I can't drink it. Because <laughs> it's frozen? Yeah. Do you never have a beer slush puppy? Mm, you can, but it's a bit watery. It's, it's never as nice day. as you think it's going to be, is it? No. Because you just no. I love a slush puppy. I personally favour raspberry flavour, but you get your beer and it's gone all slushy and absolutely. icy, and you think and that is going to be... If you, get, if, you, if you get the temperature just right, if mm. it's really, really, really cold, but not quite frozen, it's really good. Do you have... A, a memory of the single freezing cold beer that you had at some point in your life, which you have been trying to revisit ever since. I don't know. Do you not? Because I do. It's weird. Do you? I, I was about sixteen years old, mm. selling advertising for my school magazine in York on a really, really hot day, mm. and I'd sold quite a bit, so I had some money in my pocket. I went to Pizza Land. Do you remember Pizza Land, the green oh, one? <laughs> Yeah. I went to Pizza Land, I sat, which was amazing at boarding school because the rubbish they fed us to go to Pizza Land to sit down. And, and of course, I was 16, so I didn't know whether I was going to get away with ordering a beer. Right. And, I, and I ordered a beer, and I remember the waiter said, He said, I've got some in the freezer because it's such a hot day. And he brought mm. me this beer. And I am now 40 years old. I have spent 24 years trying to recreate the sensation I had when I tipped mm. that beer down my throat. And to find that most delicious. That moment. Mm. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's never going to happen, is it? I sound like an addict. It, it isn't, but, I, but what you telling me that has just made me think why I like really, really cold things. Go on. Um, I'm, I'm from Blackpool. Yes. I'm in my 50s. We didn't have a fridge when I was a kid. There you go. And when I used to go to the chip shop, yep. occasionally I would be allowed to get a, kind of like a cordial um, grapefruit drink mm. in a, in a um, like, I suppose, a plastic container. Yep. And it would come out of their fridge uh -huh. and it would be so, so cold. And you'd never had anything like that at home because everything was, was no, cause we didn't room have temperature. One. Beautiful. No, we used to put the milk bottles outside on the... Um, on the window ledge well, to, we, to well, keep them cold. Well, we've learnt a lot about each other. Let's see, if we, let's see if we can get an answer. <laughs> let's see if we can get an answer to your question okay. as well. Why doesn't Claire's beer out of the freezer actually turn solid until she takes the lid off? Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three. A lot of physics today. Margaret's in Ingerborn. Um, question or answer, Margaret? Oh, question, please, James. Come on then. Um, all year round, I suffer with cold hands, even in the summer. Oh. But when I wear nail polish, my hands are warm. I've really? Got idea. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, honestly. Well, isn't that fascinating? I know you've had some canal questions before, but um, have I? Yeah, and hand and hand I'm questions. I'm getting a bit. I'm getting a bit worried, Margaret. <laughs> Everyone who listens seems to remember what happens on the show better than I do, and I'm supposed to be in charge. All oh, right. I, well, I imagine. No, you don't want me to imagine, do you? No. No. <laughs> All right. We'll see what we can do. Why does Mar Why do Margaret's perennially cold hands warm up when she's got nail varnish on? 0845, it's more physics. 0845, Crossword Biology, 6060973. I want to get some answers up quick. So we've got the beer, we've got the cold hands, and we've got the world's oldest company. Tony's in Pearly. Tony, question or answer? It's an answer. Go on, then. It's your um, oldest company. Oh, yes. Um, there's a company in Japan called Congo Gummy or Gumi. Yeah. From 
you're in my part of the world, I think it's gummy. Um, and they were... It's brummy. Established... <laughs> to rhyme with brummy. That's right. Exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> Come on, then. Um, they were established in AD 578. Get out of construction. Really? Yes. And they're still there? Uh, yes. How do you know this? Because my grandson had to do a project on construction companies, and this one came up. I, d- I don't know where it came from. Oh, hang on. It came up from wherever he was looking. I know he spoke to someone on The Economist. Really? About this? Yes. Stay there. Mark's in Chiswick. Mark, what have you got? Uh, I've got a company called Zildjian, and they make cymbals Symbols. and drum sets. Yeah. And, to, and as far as I'm a musician myself, I'm not a drummer, but I'm a musician myself. I've played with hundreds of drummers, and I've been told this many, many times, that this company is well over 2,000 years old. Well over 2,000 years old? Well over, well over 2,000 years old, and um, as far as I'm aware, I mean, I'm, I'll, be, I'll stand corrected if someone differently, but as far as I remember, it originated in Greece, which would make sense for the name Zildjian, I suppose. I don't think it would. There's well, no, there's I, no I, J in Greek. Oh, well, I don't think there's a J in Zildjian, actually. Is there not? A G. Oh. As far as I'm aware. I'm trying to remember, because I've seen the, the symbols all the so time. It's Z-I-L-D, isn't it? A d- J, yeah. J, I think you're right. Is that J-I-A-N. Didn't it used to have another word in front of it, like Vidis Zildjian, or Avidis Zildjian, or something like that? I, 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 honestly, on that, I couldn't tell you, but I mean, I see Zildjian I, symbols I, listen, every, all the time. Uh, it, it, it is very old, and it was founded in that part of the world, but it's only 17th century Vidis Zildjian. Really? Yeah, well, I, know, okay. I know a lot about I know a lot about the history of symbols. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You need to get out more. It was founded during the. It's part. It's part of the Ottoman Empire. Is it now right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, I've obviously been told incorrectly by many drummers. Tony, you've seen off Mark, I think, mate. Thank you very much. No, nicely played. I don't think we're going to find anything older than five, seven, eight. And your grandson was specifically looking for the oldest company in his in the world, was he? In, in construction. Oh. Um, and Only then, in construction. Yes. Oh. And then he fed in the oldest company in the world, still going. Right. And Congo Gummy come up. Congo Gummy. Mm. I'm going to give you the round of applause. Thank you very much. But you have to give some of it to your grandson. I will. Parrot, what's his name? Richard, he'll tap me for a tenner, no doubt. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> David is in Wandsworth. David, question or answer? Oh, James. Hello. Here's an answer, James. Go on, then. Um, it's the answer to your beer question. Uh, yeah, why does uh, beer come out of the freezer liquid and then as soon as you take the lid off, solidifies? That's right, it's due to pressure, basically, because under um, oh, yeah. when the um, beer is in the in the bottle, it's under pressure. Um, when the cap is released, it reduces pressure and therefore the, the beer would freeze. It's the same analogy as when you go up a mountain that water will boil at a much lower temperature than it will at ground level. So the, the converse applies to the beer situation. Can you, uh, just, I'm just going to, I know you're right, but you, what are your qualifications? Well, no, I did chemistry 30 years ago at school. Yeah, you see, oddly, you say that as if it means you're not qualified. You, it's not working for a layman, that, at the moment. Daniel's in Chiswick. Daniel, what have you got? Uh, right, water, when it freezes, it needs, it's a crystal, and the crystal needs something to seed itself around like a piece of dirt or a bubble or something like that, yeah. because the inside of the beer bottle is completely sterile, i.e. there's no dirt in it at all, there are no bubbles in it because it's under pressure and the carbon dioxide in it is kept in solution. It's cold enough to freeze, but it won't because there's nothing for the crystal to seed on, off of. 
when you take the lid off, the bubbles appear instantly. It's got something to seed off and it freezes instantly. You can also do yeah, it right. with... No, no, David, are you going to buy that? Yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> I doubt a bit of nature and knowledge. I, d- I think that sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, definitely. All right, so, David, very gracious of you. Daniel, this is for you. The last word this week on Miss Jag goes to Wendy, who's emailed james at lbc.co.uk to say, of course you can hear sound underwater, James. I can hear my husband fart in the bath while I'm downstairs in the kitchen. Someone always has to lower the tone, don't they? We'll do it again tomorrow from 10. This is LBC 97.3. I'm James O'Brien. Here's Julia Hartley-Brewer. Thank you, James. I'm not quite sure how to follow that. Coming up after the one o'clock news, I'm wondering, is there smoking... A human right. Um, the reason I ask is because a 16-year-old has managed to get his tag...